Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 33. It's Welcome to Mars when you already knew that. Now I know the song's over and we're supposed to start the episode, but fuck. If if you haven't seen this movie yet, you need to stop this podcast right now. And you know, you smile and you're like, oh man, this is gonna be crazy. No, I'm serious. Stop the podcast. Especially if the movie's still in the theater while you're listening to this. You you have no excuse. It's a new year. Work harder to see the big ones. And this one, considering the prestige involved, it's fucking big boy caprice. And I know our whole shtick is to be coy. Oh, did they like it? Didn't they like it? But no, this transcends all that. This is a full-blown, four-alarm LodgeCast emergency here. So just treat yourself, buy a ticket for yourself, and welcome yourself to motherfucking Marwin. It's 2019, y'all. We are back. We are back, the Lodge Cast. I'm your Lodge Master. With me, as always, is Brother Bishki. Happy New Year, Lodge. And Brother Lucas. Happy 2019. Oh my God, we are bringing it back in the biggest way possible. I, the, in in this podcaster's young career, there has not been a movie that has inspired more anticipation on... Giddiness. Just, just, just... We've had a long time to anticipate. Just, well. Dumb we, giddiness. We've been seeing previews for this for uh, I, God knows how different long. Different version previews. Different, yeah. different versions because the first one really Whiffed. didn't work. You oh. can see them retooling it and it didn't, it didn't seem to matter. Uh, the movie is Welcome to Marwin... <laughs> it's uh, based on a documentary, Marwin Call, I think it's called. I have not seen it. 20, Has anyone 20, seen 2010 documentary? No, I have not. I have, and uh, not recently. I think I saw it right when it came out because the subject matter was very interesting. From what I remember, it's about a guy who kind of gets brain damaged and makes his own little town that he gets to control. Very compelling documentary, and then when I saw... That this was that, supposedly, it looks like uh, Zemeckis just jacked off all over the place on this, and I can He's getting his CG nightmare fix. I cannot plus, be more yeah. excited. Yeah, it's an odd hodgepodge of like inspirational fantasy, Forrest Gump melodrama, and just for the record. This will be Robert Zemeckis's third bomb in a row after Ally, the Brad Pitt, Marion Cotard vehicle, and uh, Man on Wire before that. Those were all DOA. And that very well may be, <laughs> but we we need to pretend that we don't know that. 
Let's yeah. just go in and pretend that it is the next Forrest Gump and just see where that takes us. I want to go in as high as we can, both marijuana and... Uh, marijuana <laughs> 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 Yeah, exactly. Uh, both marijuana marijuana and spiritually, and yeah. open-mindedly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my mind's wide open... For the record, I've not seen a Zemeckis film in 19 years. Shit. What? I, I, I gave up on him long ago. Oh, wow. Bishki. I saw Castaway, and then when he came out with the Polar Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Polar I, Express was, I was oh, like, man. I, I was, was in, like, I don't want anything I to do I was in with grad that. school when Polar Express came out, which I've never seen, but I'll never forget coming into school Monday morning and one of my screenwriting teachers going, Hey, did you see the Polar Express? Cost them $150 million, and all they got were a bunch of kids with dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zemeckis took a hard turn. I've heard... He went into the CG nightmare land. Yeah, I think I think he, he went into the zone of uh, we can do it, but should we do it? Yeah. Uh, which happens to a lot of, a a lot, lot of directors. Of, a lot of filmmakers consider themselves artists, like Picasso, and like this is his like Cubist period or Blue period. This or is his dead-eyed period. Yeah, this is his dead-eyed, uncanny canny valley period um <laughs> i think these directors just get antsy like they've conquered the world and then they're like now what mm-hmm. you know and they don't want to play it safe they don't want to keep making the same they don't want to keep making you know back to the future over and over again so they just they take things in a direction that not everybody follows which you got to applaud the wherewithal to try to do that whether or not the movies work or whether or not they're I mean, even watchable, that's another matter entirely. I just like that this movie we're about to see seems very sincere. Like, yeah. it seems yeah. sincere to a to a hilarious fault. Yeah, degree. I think Steve Carell's kind of in a mid, Rob, mid-career Robin Williams phase. He where he's doing That's like, a good point. That's yeah, a great point. Where he's doing, like, very serious... Kind of Jacob the Liar or Patch what Adams. What dreams may come. Yeah, all those, yeah. Yeah, and and Ben Stiller's got a touch of that, too. And Bill Murray had that for a little yeah. bit. Like they, They're like, okay, I'm tired of being the clown. Uh, yeah. Let me show you what I can do. But Steve Carell is doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on it lately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're ready to accept that, especially considering this resurgence with millennials of The Office. I did not, I did not see that coming. Yeah. But they love The Office. The mm-hmm. Office is huge again. So, you know, I don't know how that's gonna gonna go with where where he's headed. You know. Yeah, he's got a lot of clout, Steve Carell, and he and he gets to pick and choose his, his projects carefully. This guy doesn't need to work, and he does consider himself a serious, you know, like Oscar-winning actor. Um, Welcome or, to Marwin. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Marwin, brother. Let's see how you do it. Uh, I'm 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 tired of speculating. The the buildup has been so immense. We gotta we gotta storm the Burbank Castle. We got and some special guests coming too. We got some special guests, some surprise guests. Here we come, 2019. Here we come. Welcome to Marwin, y'all. Charge! I can hear your words when you speak of what you are and have seen. I can see your hand reaching.
heels I've ever seen. They're called stilettos, but they won't be invented until 1954. It's weird, huh? A lot of weird stuff happens here in Marwin. A lot of stuff that makes no sense. Oh my god, guys, oh. we are back. We are back. <laughs> Fucking God. <laughs> You're making Bishki swear, Marwin. What are you doing to him? Marwin Cole. Before we get to the schnapps, I just have to say, I thought this was going to be the best way to kick off 2019, and you know it, motherfucker, it was. So, <laughs> let's hear that schnapps, brother Bishki. When a devastating <laughs> attack shatters Mark Hogenkamp, played by Steve Carell, and wipes away all his memories, no one expected... What? No one Put a little sauce on okay, it. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> when a devastating attack shatters Mark Hogan Camp Corral and wipes away all memories, no one expected recovery. Putting together pieces from his old and new life, Mark meticulously creates a wondrous town where he can heal and be heroic. As he builds an astonishing art installation, a testament to the most powerful women he knows, mm. through his fantasy world, he draws strength to triumph in the real one. Nice snobs. Before we get to the movie, let's start by saying that there was a phone going off. Somebody's phone. A grenade someone just, left behind. Just going off during the trailers, yeah. during all, all the trailers. All the 20 minutes. Imagine 20 minutes of trailers, the phone ringing. And you can't really, like, there's a you know there's a lot of uh, calamity going on on screen. And, and so everyone's getting angry. Yeah, everyone's checking their phones. I'm everyone's checking my phone. Everyone's looking at me because it sounds like it's coming, <laughs> it sounds like it's coming straight from Bishki. Turn up and your phone. Bishki's track record. Do not disturb. Bishki's, Bishki's track record is as such that if you remember, during Peppermint... <laughs> When they're looking for peppermint in the Quinceanera <laughs> store, I oh, was hearing dude. some Italo disco. Yes, yeah, Sp- like, Spotify turned on. I was mix. like, I was like, mixed with the soundtrack. I was like, this, Ooh, the choice. music supervisor uh, like, is, is like, like on point. It's like right behind. Is on point with their weird, weird uh, picks. But no, it was Bishki's uh, Spotify going off in his pocket. That's correct. But so, this time it was a poor person's phone from a previous show that had lost it, and they were calling it. They were calling it oh, constantly. So right, it was right under my seat. It was under the seat <laughs> but i was sure it was bishki and i was very embarrassed for us all and, no, I, shut and, it dude shut it <laughs> the, my the, phone's uh, never made that no, sound no. i i knew it, it like didn't exciting. sound like it was a, a factory I, default not, ring it was, yeah, it was not it was an an a bad ring. it was not an iphone sound it was very foreign it was like a flip phone and it was like a but the the tone of voice, the the righteous indignation <laughs> yeah. from the audience you, was you were first. Was oh. too, yeah, I, I was like, you were like, hey, I was like, shut off your fucking shut phone. Shut it <laughs> in the dark. To but, no in one. the dark. To no <laughs> one. Well, over was, to brother Bishy. There was like, yeah, I was looking at him, but it sounds the, like you. The best was this 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 woman with just that I can I could never reproduce her tone. But no, it was so scolding, it cut straight to the bone. She said, airplane mode! <laughs> yeah. Airplane mode! Wow, that was oh a... my god. But Bishki fell on the grenade for us, he found yeah. the phone, he had to crawl out. And, and you he, missed... He, he, I missed a couple opening. minutes. You missed the opening it's action the most, sequence. The exciting part <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So oh, that wow. brings us seamlessly... Into the movie itself, the movie proper. Welcome yeah, tell to me what world. happened in that opening. Okay. Over the skies of Belgium in World War II, Steve Carell's action figure persona, Captain Hoagie, launch into it. is flying over uh, a war zone and he gets shot down. 
and he gets out of his plane and his feet are on fire so he has to find new shoes he finds a discarded suitcase with women's garments in it and including high heels so okay. he puts on the high heels starts that's striding down the street yep. that's where you came in okay <laughs> and then he's confronted by these nazis who threaten to kill him and they're like come here come here and he doesn't want to walk out of these tall weeds to show his footwear. And then he does. And it's re- they act like it's a reveal again, even though we've already seen it. So already I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I trust the storytelling here completely. <laughs> yeah, this was a dark glimpse into the mind of the director and co-writer Bob Zemeckis weird fetishistic like well, uh, yeah it's fetish on fetish on fetish but but, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. so weird it's like a white male cis dude uh telling the story right which just makes it even weirder and more commodified well like, yeah there's a lot there's <clears throat> a lot there's a lot to dig through but mm-hmm. i want to preface by saying this is based on a real guy and they i feel like they almost use that as a shield at the end like see see Um, so what we're talking, we're, let's be very clear, like the real guy, there's, there's a lot of things that they bring over to this movie from him, a lot of, you know, different crevices to his personality and that's all well and good, you know, that's great, but it's how it's handled. It's all in the handling that I I think, (laughs) that I think is, makes it extra strange and extra what I mean? What, well, what? What even is yeah, this no, movie? You, you totally ring a bell there because you're watching it and you're like, this. This is an extremely complicated character. Yes. Uh, this. This is not. It's, it, I don't think it would please fans of like the PTSD crowd because it's like all the war stuff mm-hmm. counters all the the shoe and foot fetish stuff, which is very buried in the lead. It's very buried in the trailers. You, you don't know yes. this movie. This movie's it's, about a foot it's fetish. It's all about yeah, foot like a rampant total foot fetish. Um, movie. And he talks. There's extended scenes of him talking about why he feel. You know why he loves. Not only collecting these shoes, but wearing them and and feeling the essence of a woman. The you essence know. These of are, a these woman. are complicated, you know, themes running yeah. out. He includes everything. Zemeckis included everything. Well, it's just how I it's mean, handled. No, it's handled like Forrest Gump. Not even talk yeah. about his like, mom or anything. I'm thinking like there's got to be a connection there. They didn't go yeah. there. They don't, this, even, they don't even show you anything. Well, he doesn't remember. The only thing the movie cheats. <laughs> right. yeah. It, does, wipe it his... does make me want to see the documentary. Yes, because obviously there was something going on with this guy that is not. It remotely captured in this movie, right? Like, right. Like, and yeah. let, let me I, also before yeah. before we dig through it too much, g- g- fucking go to this movie. God, nobody's going. <laughs> like, nobody's gonna see this movie. Who is this for? You, Who is there, this it's for, for nobody, and it's no genre, <laughs> and it it doesn't make any sense. It's waiting oh, for you. I don't know how he got this green. Oh light. my I mean, god! I know Steve Carell has value, but like, holy shit! So, we're some favors. So the, it follows trends of Zemeckis, though. I mean, it, yes. has, it has an alternate, alternate <laughs> think? visual, an alternate visual Dude, it's all reality. Mo-cab. It's all the. It's the only reason why he made this. So I obviously, think, yeah. I don't think he cared obviously, about he was attracted to that 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 side of the well, story. But I also let's, thought, like, you could interchange Carell with, say, Tom Hanks. Like, he, Tom Hanks could have played. Well, let's let's give Marlon a little context Ball. of what's going on. There's one major beat in the movie. Like we said in the snops, he has like a stable of women that he keeps in this fake town. And it's all the women he knows, and they're represented by these action figures. And 
It is like he's a pimp. He's like, like, a like it's, it's like, a, like a brothel. He's like a serial killer though. He's got yes. this like weird. He collects them. He's got, he's got this weird serial killer vibe for the whole movie, pretty much. Where you know, if you had Ted Levine as this guy, yes. it would make it all the more like creepy, Pat, Pat Oswald. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know how know. the documentary plays out, but it seems like the modern art wheel. It's just like the modern art world is like messed up. In my, like, in my like, memory, the let's take advantage of this guy who's yes. got these fetishes. And takes these funny photos of and make women. It folk, folk art that we can exploit. Yeah. Exactly, the but doc- I don't know if the documentary See, comes out. The documentary we, just doesn't. But who cares? Let's just take yeah, the movie. Yeah. Let's in, not so, even take yeah. the documentary. The documentary yeah. is completely separate. This, this one visualized. But as a movie, but as a movie, it feels very, very contrived that all these women are so supportive of him. It and is not treating him like a total fucking freak. Which is like what he is. They feel sorry but, for him. But I mean. brother Nathan and sister May are here, by the way. Yeah, we just jumped right in. Yeah, yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Surprise. So, so. They should know our you, voices by now. You guys heeded the call, and and we love you for it. So yeah, there, there's all these women that are almost like psychotically supportive of this guy who, who is, as played, as embodied by Steve Carell, is creepy. He is. He gives the creepiest mm, gazes. He is uncomfortable to be around. He's two yeah. degrees away from strangling them. With There's his layers to it. He wears like dad clothes, but he also wears like hookah beads. And, you know, and, I want, I'm not really sure what they were doing with his. I want look. to open an Etsy store that only sells the necklace that <laughs> the Steve Carell wears. Which Marwin they, beads. Which, Marwin they ne- beads. which they never commented. They never commented on, I on for it. Sure, he would mention. I think it's to make him look like a, a more casual. Cool I, I think in 2019, you think I could pull that off if oh. I wear those? I think I could. I want to wear like Paci- Pacific like... Sunwear clothing only with those beads on. It's definitely yeah. Um, so we meet we meet his friends around town, and they're not characters. They're like the the one who works at the hobby shop that has a crush on him, played by Merritt Weaver, who I thought did a, did a fine job with what she was given. Which was a strange, strange role to be in. Everyone's she's, in a strange friend zone. Yeah. She's, she's, she's fawning over him, but she's in the friend so, the so, booth. Cl- so the clear booth. they're going to wind up together. She's being she, friend she, zoned. She just takes care of him. Like, they're so codependent. Yeah, she's being friend zoned by, by this dude. Which is a rough role to be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Objectifying her breasts by having her dog. Well, I thought, how about the, the, there seems May, to be an May, arc how, to it, how did you feel about the treatment of the women in this? Like right off the bat. Well, he he objectifies them, but then has them be his hero. So it's it's a weird duality of. Yeah, how the, he sees women. They're objectified I mean, throughout, and then at yeah. the end, he they sort think they can. <laughs> they think well, they think they can cover it by having him yell, "Women are the yeah. saviors of the world." Well, how about that? No, I felt no, like yeah, I felt was... like he there was me too in the air. I mean, this yeah. movie might have taken a long time to, to make. Yes, Zemeckis is including that's these, a good point. Including mm. the, the goat woman where it's dunking over her boobs, and and women run out of fleeing you know action scenes with their tops off. These are the action figures, mind you. They're, but he's sexualizing them continually. And at the end, there is like a hey, rah rah, women are my savior. So I, yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel like, I feel like nobody. If you're still listening to this, you haven't heeded the call. <laughs> you haven't gone to the movie, so you're not going to know what the fuck we're talking about. We we need it to objectify women, Lucas. Yeah. Unfortunately, we need to provide more context. I know you're hurting, but 
It's hard Help to out if you can, and we can well, get he, through this. No, he meets Leslie Mann. Yeah, so the movie takes place after the the, the trauma, but but a bunch like, of Nazis beat him up. But it's yeah. but it's not, it's not resolved yeah. yet in the sense that the defendants Homophobes. have to be sentenced. So, yeah, so, so that's, there's no closure yet. That's like, hanging over it. There's a lot of anxiety. Three years. Yes, we see this guy has clearly PTSD from the incident, and his lawyer is pressuring him to, to come in and give a personal statement to try to like. Yeah. So these guys won't get a slap on the wrist. And, and what's funny is yeah. they don't ever tell you what they get sentenced. You know? No, so, yeah. so it's, no. it's pointless. It's, like, it's, it's just, I thought it's just there's to keep a lot the more movie courtroom. moving. So you're like, oh, there's there's a court. I was case. waiting for the whole third act to be a courtroom. You know, I stand here. As I know a victim. they didn't do that. Oh. I thought the mocap Captain Hoagie was going to deliver the the. In, in I sort of did. Sort of did. But in addition. In addition to the friendly women, there is this witch of Belgium that is blue that flies around and fucks everything up for for our hero. Yeah, she's like out of wrinkle in time or something. Yes. Yeah. Really, yeah. She can point her gloved hand and send someone into the future. Yeah, she sends people uh, 50,000 light years, 50 million light years into the future with a touch uh-huh. of her hand or whatever. So that's the bad stuff happens in Marwin. That's the bad guy in Marwin. (laughs) And so her presence looms large over the proceedings. So anyway, yes. So Leslie Mann moves in across the street. He's instantly just like leching on her, just like spying on her through a periscope. And she's not creeped well, yeah. And she's not creeped out in the least. Like when they finally meet and he's like and then he make, immediately makes a doll, and he's like, that's Nicole, and that's her name. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole without, without an e. e. She's not creeped out. But when she first she, discovers the doll, it's, like tor- it's like a torture scenario, and she's, like, so affected by it. Yeah, so like, let's, automatically let's talk about invested, that. But, but her character I'm so rolling my eyes a... so hard. So she comes mm-hmm. over to his yard where he has all his stuff set up. And he... Genuinely interested. He, he shows her his tableau. And she is shocked. She looks in the church and she's like, "What's going on in there?" My mind went to an orgy, a doll orgy, I thought, I thought, yeah, because yeah. because that's where women, that's you know? where everything leads with him. Like he's very, everything's very sexual with him. So she looks in there, and then we see what's happening, and it's the hoagie character shirtless getting whipped and tortured by nazis and his back is bloody mm-hmm. and it is fucking graphic graphic yeah. which again if this were a movie that had like Ryan Gosling in grit kind of gritty Tom mode Hanks. Just think Tom and Hanks. no no I'm not thinking Tom Hanks I'm thinking like <laughs> That's a what gr- we wanted for this bro. I'm thinking like a grittier angle on this I mm-hmm. think it's the director w- was the wrong choice. Steve Carell was the wrong choice. Oh yeah, and the movie like, was the, the movie choice. was the wrong choice. <laughs> but I'm just saying the only the only little balance beam that it could have had a chance to work is if you. You, you don't make it Forrest Gump. You don't have sweeping score to confuse you and think that this is oh, heartwarming. Yeah, because yeah, Alan Silvestri does his damnedest to make your to pull your heartstrings. It, but there's, there's nothing oh. heartwarming about. It's a sad kind of tale. But if you would it play is. it more honestly, yeah. it would be way more interesting. This is they're trying to shoehorn it into. I again, I don't know what genre this is, but they're trying to it's shoehorn it into a new genre. That doesn't and shouldn't exist. It's like an inspirational yeah. drama, but to me, it's as flat as a <laughs> fucking pancake. And well, like, I, the, my big problem for almost like all of it was just like, why should anybody 
care about this schlub. Like, he's got his own place, he's got a job, he's, like, chilling, <laughs> he's got enough time to play with dolls. Like, mo most people don't have that kind of, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's lifestyle. the problem is, like... I was just kind of like, why am I watching this? Like, why Like, <laughs> why, why? should anyone give a fuck about this guy's survival, like, or his trauma? Luke, Lucas leaned over to me and said... They should have killed him. <laughs> Jeez. But that's yeah, but I said that. I said, but I said that after world. he put all his dolls to bed and he was like tucking them in, and it was just so creepy and, gro yeah. and it grossed me out because it did feel like more. It's the hand so sentimental. Or, yeah, so I was like, this guy's gonna murder someone. Sorry, Bisky, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just like, Zemeckis might be the worst director to try to portray someone with mental illness. Yeah. Like, he's just so conventional. Yeah. And he's too glib. and Carell is not good at playing someone with mental illness like he's just well that's the other problem it's like like a little tear in his eye all the time it's like Carell like, is so preloaded <laughs> with comedy gold for us mm -hmm. like like think about doesn't all, have to do much all your office memories but the problem is in this particular movie presented like this when he tells a joke or when he does something that's meant to be funny it's undercut by all the creepiness it's like if you go to see like Jeffrey Dahmer do stand-up you know, and he tells a joke that's supposed to be funny, and you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but you're a serial killer. You can't get into it the way I it think... wants you to, the way the music is trying to tell you to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Zemeckis and crew here really, really sand, really going to sandbag people. Like, think about think about all the people that are going to go over this or win over this during the holiday season. There they were go, little kids in this theater. <laughs> there were little kids like... watching this Nazi torture scenario and foot fetishry gone you're dealing, haywire. You're dealing with like so, autofocus, so you know, confusing. like autofocus kind of dressed up, Disney-fied, you know, it, that, it, that kind of film. It is insane. Where you're dealing with real and, grisly human and experience here. Not even just the sexual stuff, but the violence. So when these when these women of Marwin attack Nazis as the dolls, as, as the dolls, it is machine gun overkill. They obliterate obliterate these guys like they they just keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting it is insane yeah you could just hear Zemeckis getting off on the yeah they, they put mean, Molotov cocktails in their hands light them on fire and then shoot them up with machine guns another problem with this movie is it makes a point and then it remakes it and then sometimes it re-remakes re it re-underlines yeah. it yeah. so like there's a lot of exposition like when the oh, when the, the Nazis when the Nazis get like you know uh, turned into hamburger by these machine guns. Carell makes a point of being like, but they come back. They always seem to come back. Referencing that Nazism is kind of coming back right now. And then they keep doing it. It's like, we don't even need you to say it once. This is mm -hmm. this movie is coming out in 2018. We get it, dude. You are killing Nazis left and right, yeah. and they keep coming back. Well, we get it. That, that you know that happens again when he's explaining his shoe fetish. He's like, "It's I wear them because it's the essence of a woman. I you know uh, essence of a dame. I the love essence of a dame. The, That's a says, crucial like, distinction." And he says, "Like I love dames." Leslie Mann has an estranged bully boyfriend. Nazi. Oh, that, that doesn't that doesn't get resolved. Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Kurt, yeah. Like. You think he's gonna wreck Marwin or something because he oh, looks I at he it? I could have swore that, that happened. Yeah. He was gonna he, he was gonna wreak havoc, but then yeah. he doesn't do anything. He just yeah. he lightly kind of scares him. Yeah, you know. 
That's it. That's it. And calls him a creep, which he and is. And calls him a creep, which he goddamn which is. Which man. Sometimes they just cut back to totally Corral veer, totally, just creeping. Totally veers into taxi driver territory when he finally goes over to Leslie Mann's house for tea. Yes. Yeah. She invites him for tea. Again, again, yeah. she is completely open-hearted and interested in every little thing he says, no matter how creepy he gets. She's giving him some of her old shoes, for Christ's sake. The film sets it up that she's accepting of his, hey, this ain't to bother me at all, his right. shoe fetish. And, so, and, and he's like, okay, her saying that, man, it's on. Like, so so he's he's been he's been way. he's been basically having the action figure representations of themselves fucking. And he's like showing her the photos. He's like they can only make out after between midnight and the moment that it's darkest before the dawn, because evidently that's when Deja can't see them. Because she wants to ruin everything that gets close to <laughs> yes, him. Yes. So he, he's been taking pictures and advancing this relationship. He goes over to her house for tea, shows him these pictures of Captain Hoagie proposing to Nicole, and then he proposes to with her. A, with a purple heart. With a purple heart because he can't afford a ring or can't find one. And she knew it was coming. And what a weird scene that was. He Very stays awkward. down on he his knee. He shoots it in a wide, like in a master, and he lets the whole thing play out. <laughs> just <laughs> just forever. And yeah. you're like, I, I started to look around in the audience yes, a little bit at yes, that moment. Yes, there was an too. older man. Do you see he was right in front of you? There was an yes. older man. What was he, he looked doing? at it, his mouth was agape and he looked at the screen. <laughs> My mouth was agape through this whole fucking <laughs> and then movie. He, he grabbed a big old hand handful of popcorn and ate it. Just, just yeah. shoved it in his face. Yeah. <laughs> but there was this huge like lag time and I was like, that's perfect, you know? <sighs> Oh. It was so awkward. It was like a blast in the I, screen. It was like I, a, a, I honestly didn't know if he was off. just gonna go, like, mur- like just go nuts violent. and yeah. kill her. I thought he was gonna trash the place. Him for freezing, sure. him freezing in that in that locked that position where he's presenting is even more bizarre. Yeah. it kind of kind of segues to what I thought was maybe the first salad dragon scene. Or, or yeah, let's discuss salad dragon. There's a whole crowd. There's in the first act. in the first thirty minutes. He's at the hobby shop. And they've established that, you know, he's got to testify or he's got to, like, give a, a victim's impact statement. Yes. And he's like, I don't know. I don't oh, know. God, yes. I, and, and oh, then, I'm having then, flashbacks and then, now. And then, yeah, and then she's like, the whole the whole scene's got this weird setup where she's like, do you want some coffee? And he's like, nah. And she's like, but you always drink coffee. He's like, I know. She's like, you drink yeah, it like five yes. times a day. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to cut down. She's like, yeah, but it's decaf. He's like, ah, it's too long. But it's instant. And he's like, ah, I don't know. Are you sure? It's like, okay, like. Let's get the cup of coffee. And it's kind of like at first, you don't, it's just bad writing. Yes. You just think, like, oh, this is Zemeckis, like, winging <laughs> it. Just winging but, it. But then later in the same scene, oh, it pays off. She's like, hey, I got a new doll for you. You're going to love it. <laughs> like, to it's so good. And she, like, opens it up and it's like the scariest, like, Nazi <laughs> SS doll. Aryan it's like brother. A fully like decked this. out Nazi doll. Like, swastika Kurt. tatted on its I arm. I cracked up every time I saw that. And doll, as like, he's looking at it, like, as she's pulling it out of, like, unboxing, <laughs> It, the 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 tea starts to boil. The kettle, yep, the water starts, starts to boil. To, yes. Starts. Then to. he like hits the counter. Like he gets kind of panicking. He knocks the TV remote. <laughs> yes. And the batteries fall out. Yes. So you can't change the station. So, but it so turned the volume, volume way up. And, and it just up. so happens the TV's playing like a news broadcast of what happened to him. With like the attackers on the screen. Like, yes. All doing these a triggers going just off. This guy. And, and I and I start getting worked up. I just start laughing because it's yes. it's actually kind of genius. And what's even funny 
here is Zemeckis pushes it to the level where the, where the woman like grabs the remote and puts the batteries in and goes to change the channel, but the remote the, the batteries fall out again. Like yes. he's like yeah, milking yeah. it. Like he's it's just ama it's to an amazing scene. Yeah. Totally and the like, whole time the camera is doing these extreme close-up <laughs> zooms of Corel just flipping just show out. Show you how crazy ah! he is. Yeah. But looking <laughs> funny. But looking funny doing it because oh. it's Steve Carell with like a doofus haircut. Oh. Like the haircut didn't necklace, help him. And that neck <laughs> Huka necklace, dude. That fucking necklace. He does a lot of turn to the camera, goes like, oh. no! Yeah. Both, both okay. as, both as Hoagie. Oh, I think we so. can connect this pretty seamlessly to the act to Salad Dragon Prime. <laughs> Salad Dragon number oh, one. Salad Dragon number one. Pishki, do you want to take the honors on this? We needed that setup. Okay, just... so we're going into the courtroom, uh, and he's facing his attackers, and he's he's already nervous about it, and then he sees the Nazi symbol on like the skinheads um, thing, and then his the Nazi. Uh, morphs into the the Nazi doll in the courtroom and then everyone starts he's he morphs into his into his Barbie figure self and <laughs> Captain Hoagie. Captain Hoagie. Like and then it just goes mayhem. The judge gets shot, blood in shoots her in the head. The oh, judge man. gets shot in Out the of head. Her, chair, her legs yeah. pop up like like Dead. And blood, he's in stilettos. Blood, yeah. He's, he's, in stilettos. he's in stilettos. Blood on the wall. And weapon. it's just total mayhem in the courtroom. Everyone's getting killed. Everyone's firing guns. All the all the women are there. I think from the, from the like from the, Marwin. In real life, the bailiff would have jumped that fence and, and <laughs> deranged. Real life, but in it's all life. in his. It's all in Corel's imagination. But it is bonkers. It is like. But then it morphs like back, and they actually show, they hold on Corel like, morphine, like Michael Jackson, black and white. Morph. There's, there's, you there's see, a full morph. You see people morph. Like, like it's that bad. It's great. Like, like, <laughs> it, it, is, it is a Michael Jackson black or white moment. It's a total but throwback. But you know what's even funnier? Oh, That's not the salad dragon I'm thinking about. Oh, really? Okay. So... <laughs> You're thinking I got something to put in it, right? So... I, Nathan, no, May, do, you, do you guys have a different one? I want to hear. Okay, wanna, my, yours might be the one I'm thinking. Mine is. <laughs> there's so many to choose from. Mine is Corell is sitting home watching a porno movie. Oh, okay. well, we'll get to this. We'll get yeah, to that. Let's get yeah. to the absence of the pornography angle. You know. Yes. Oh, there's yeah, there's yeah, shoes. Yeah. There's pornography. Uh, and the real guy. I mean, the real guy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. To you. The real guy is stacks and stacks. Right, but you know, it's like it's the way it's handled. You don't expect. <laughs> Like if if Forrest Gump, you know, is sitting on a bench talking about chocolate, you don't expect him to go back to his apartment and like huff glue and masturbate like, into a like you know football girls. helmet. I like the backdoor girl. Ah. Oh, okay, dead. so he's sitting at home watching pornography. Does anyone remember the name back, of the the backdoor? It was called no no no. That was mentioned later. It's called it's called Wicked Hotel Encounters. Mm -hmm. right, right, and it's obviously shot by Zemeckis and, and some very weak. Uh, oh, jeez, you think it was shot for VHS it? VHS glitches on it. Mm -hmm. He's watching it. This, He's the best. This, can do it. this busty woman is is in her is in is in her hotel room bending over. It's the camera, you know, it starts as, that way as pornography tends to do. It leers at her at her body, and this man walks in who is played for laughs. Like they're they're like having fun with this old porno set, and the guy is the guy says something like, "Do you need a hand?" And then yeah. she's like, "Yeah, why don't you come over here? You got something for me?" 
And then the guy's like, yeah, I got... And then he morphs, <laughs> That's not, yeah. he morphs into the Nazi doll, and it's like, sing Heil! Yeah. And then Corel no, he's fl- like, Corel we're talking flips. about, I'll put something in your coffee. He's like, I got something to put in it! And he turned into a German. Corel flips the fuck out. Our, our row lost it. Like, you guys, oh, my God. Nobody else laughs. Like, nobody, yeah, how everybody could nobody else, else like, laugh at that? Well, because, oh, no, I'll tell you why. Because you're, because you're caught between comedy yeah. and nazi ptsd oh, seriousness right. like this is serious man These like guys they have some issues yeah. and the, and they they give you that hairpin turn because they're obviously playing this retro porn for laughs and then it turns into a cg nazi doll but then corell's trying to act seriously like it, he literally says right after that happens he says i'm cracking up I'm yeah. cracking up! I'm cracking oh up. my god! Oh. It's so uh, it, oh. it is not a funny issue. Like it, it, no, no joke has really ever worked in that. You know, it's just it's just a dead zone. This this was handled so this prop- is centered around preposterously. And they throw in all these Forrest Gump musical cues to try to get us back oh. in the movie. The real okay. happy upbeat stuff. And too. then yeah. and then the hail mary. The Hail Mary is, Hail Marys is uh, okay, the the Wicked Witch of Belgium, Deja, says, you need to build me a time machine. Oh, oh yeah. no. This was uh, a this disgrace. Was, this was like Ready Can Player One. Can you guys water. explain no, that? But I, I think, I think, disgrace. Yeah, Lucas, you got an opinion about the Back to the Future references. So, so yeah, so the Deja doll, played by Diane Kruger, <laughs> who is like a blue Barbie with a blue arm. Yeah. Who, by the way, doesn't like live in Marwin, like, but lives in Steve Carell's house in like a cuckoo clock yeah, like made a, out of like blue, <laughs> blue rocks, ocean that, that, jewels. That, yeah. yeah, and it's so fetishistic. Like it is oh, so man. fucking creepy. It is like clearly <laughs> like like a false idol that he worships, right? It's like Jason's mom's head in yeah. Friday the thirteenth. And so so in one of his, I can't remember if it was like a fantasy when he was awake or if it was a nightmare when he was dreaming. Fantasy and reality blend together basic, in this film. But basically she's like, you need to build a time machine. Well, I, I didn't understand and I didn't understand, why. I didn't understand why either because they needed to go into I, the future for some reason. I thought they were going to go in the past before the But the, then you understand. But so, so yeah, and, and Corral wakes up and is like... Oh my god! I need to build a time machine, and it's like the, the fucking divine intervention. I mean, he is like like <laughs> oh, a man possessed. She gave so me a sign. I he runs build to it his part-time while. job, which I, I guess is the same bar that he got his ass beat at. Yeah, which is even bar, weirder. Is it's like, back? how are you gonna like he makes, move, move on when he you're makes like meatballs there, and there's much talk of meatball Dude, there. Meatball Max, imagine Thursday. eating those meatballs. Meatball is it on Thursday? Um, I might never to eat meatballs again. Okay, um, so everyone knows. So he shows up to the bar and he asks his boss, "Can I have this lava lamp?" And the guy's like, "You know." sure yeah if you clean it out you can have it you know it's like more bad dialogue and so he converts the lava lamp into like a DeLorean-esque toy car and and it it looks like you know the prop departments had a field day with it and the wheels turn on and then then, yeah just when you think just in case like the The audience doesn't get it Robert Zemeckis like underlines it where he goes well, and 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 and, 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 and Steve Carell's holding it up towards his his Deja doll, where he's yes. like, "Look, honey, like I did it. Yeah, I, I made did, it for I us." It. 
And then there's like a pause and he goes, well, yes, of course it flies. And he presses a button and all four tires go from like vertical, you know, to, to horizontal flight. or to flight mode. And there was like two guys in the front row that yeah. like high five yeah. and were like, yeah. Marty like, McFly. Yeah, Marty McFly, <laughs> back to the future. I was like, there what was an Alan Silvestri little cute. I was like, what, are, what was were a... those bros doing at this movie? Like they were dormant until <laughs> they that, saw the DeLorean. Until they saw the DeLorean. <laughs> they were activated. We know that. And that's exactly what Zemeckis wanted to happen there. He's like, yeah. if I've lost anybody, I won't because this is Oscar material. <laughs> yeah. But if I've lost anybody, I'll get him back there. And God, did he get those dudes? Yeah. Those yeah. dudes it's are really strange that it goes towards and, and uh, reference it, of back. And he takes like it a step that. further because he actually, you know, puts it into the like the plot itself, where oh. like like there's literally a scene like he a la Mar- Mar- it, Mar- Marty McFly and Doc trying to get the almanac from Biff, where where Steve Carell's Captain Hoagie. He's like leaning out of the the time machine, trying to grab uh, stiletto. Stiletto, shoo! <laughs> that is I mean, yeah, I, love, I to, love the tone to, of voice. Like, yeah, to, stiletto. To, 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 to grab the stiletto, shoo! And then, like you know, he he winds up jumping out of the uh, car just as like Deja gets sent into the future. <sighs> And there are lightning trails. There are fucking yes. blue yeah, flame yeah. lightning trails yes. in the sky. And that's like geez, Zemeckis just think? like raping my childhood. Like just, oh. This <laughs> but is just he must, he's, throwing in, he's throwing in these things. It, it feels like a personal film, which is really. Which the, is weird. Yes. Which is the success of I, this. I could, I could get that Zemeckis saw the documentary yep. and was like. Oh my God! I want to. I, I want to put I, my stank on this. If I ever got beat to death, or within, <laughs> or with, or with an inch of my life, and I lost all my memories, well, yeah, I'm sure I would start directing diorama, you know, things too, or whatever. Like, I bet you that was like his angle <laughs> sure. to like get into sure. it. But then, yeah, with the huh. foot fetish stuff and all the other stuff, he was like, oh, I don't know, we'll just like he went ahead with it, it anyway. all. He yeah. went ahead with it anyway. When you see those down the road, you're like, do we avoid these? I mean, how do we paint a... You think about you got to paint the good with the bad if you're trying to go after something. But Zemeckis, what is he going after? I don't know. What would it feel like to be at the premiere of this movie? Yeah. Like a friends and family. Are there cheers? A friends and family premiere of this movie. Mm. Especially the awkward proposal with the purple heart scene where he just freezes there. Because they really did think it was positioned for Oscar glory. Yeah. And uh, I see the human interest. I mean, I see it. The, there it is. The concept is great. The concept you know I mean? is there's a through line. The I subject mean, matter is deep dish pizza. Like you could do so much with it. But I'm kind of happy that the wrong people got involved because this movie is documented. It is in the pantheon of movies that have been made. People are going to have to deal with this. Zemeckis completists are going to have to watch this and they're going to have to try to figure out what happened. And I love I love that that's the case. Well, yeah, you're saying you're saying like the, the there's a gritty in, in your mind there's a gritty Ryan Gosling-esque version. Yeah. But once you start going into the whimsical Animated sequences, yeah, which this you, movie you, does. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. You just can't. You no, can't you take know, it out of no, there. No, you know what's interesting too. The irony is, if you made the movie exactly as is, but instead of the mocap, shot the Ryan Gosling grittier version of that. Yeah, it would make the PTSD so much more palpable yes. for the audience because it's, it's like, not holy shit, this is scary. These because are like there's these not are, a CG distancing, right? right. So mm-hmm. what do we think about these dead-eyed uh, CG? I mean, they're, what, what is his deal with it? I what, don't get why it. does he? Yeah, I think they're better what? than Polar Express. Yeah, but still though, like why? Why spend the the second half of your life, the second half of your career, <laughs> just 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 
fawning over. Like that's the hill you're gonna die keeps, on. That's what you're gonna be remembered it is. for. Thinking like, of the really hundreds of visual artists that went to work on this. Movie. Oh, every day. Think oh. about all their internal grumbling. Oh my god. That they never let him hear. They're doing it about a foot fetish. Got <laughs> <laughs> a foot fetish. I mean, who got beat up, but not in any kind of war context either. No. So, you know, like I keep thinking the documentary was officially like he. This was this was PTSD, and he, he served in the war, and it was like a different timeline. No. And they he moved got beat it up, up at a bar. I think he was messed up to begin with. He was a messed up drunk to begin with. Like, there's stories of him in the in the documentary. It doesn't mean he deserved it. Doesn't mean he deserved it. Okay, well, let's uh, go, go see this fucking movie, guys. Come on. It oh. is an odd one. It is oh. an odd one. I think, I mean... <laughs> it is... It is out of control. Let's go to the bones. Bishki, you look like you're about to die. What's going <sighs> How on? How many times do we do this? 19 years since I've seen his Zemeckis film. <laughs> not not without good reason. Uh, he is far gone. It's like uh, it's like if George Lucas kept making Star Wars movies every other year or sure. so, and he just kept going. Like a, a once creative genius or like pop artist just kept churning stuff out, and now we're way down the pipeline. And... This movie's a total package. It's got bad everything. I mean, this was rough. We're starting at the bottom in 2019. Bottom. Yeah, it is bad. It is bad, 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 bad. Woof. You're kicking in all the teeth and running away. What? What? There's, oh there's my no god! Glimmer. It's because I wasn't sitting directly next to you. I think I could have influenced you a little bit. You were over there in pain. But yeah, I, I was. I I can't. I, we, it's all right. We're start, It's the beginning <laughs> of the year. Doll, Let's dude. start at the bottom. But I, Zemeckis is wow. Anyway. Okay. All right. You're entitled to your wolf. Is that your first wolf? No, I've had other wolves. Okay. <laughs> You've woofed before. I have woofed. You're before. a wolf version. I, I haven't heard a lot of wolves. So come on. Oh, all right. Another one wolf. Yeah. All right, um, Sister May. Yeah. What do you yeah. What do you got? I want to hear your dissertation on what you just witnessed. Because you went in, I was like, I can't believe you heeded the call today. Yeah, you New Year's to, Day. You wanted to this see this. This is the first day of the what year. What were you thinking? And you're sitting here in this hot ass Prius talking <laughs> talking Marwin with us. What do you got? Well, I was I was looking forward to seeing it. I thought that the preview looked like it could be a good drama. The dolls looked. Like it was gonna be like Janelle Monet doll. It was, yeah, like it was gonna be heartwarming. <laughs> so um, I love your optimism. I I was optimistic until I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have a genre. It, right. I wanted it to be a drama, and it wasn't really. But it also was. But it was. was. Well, it was with like in the dolls, so I didn't connect with. Did it. you shed a tear? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of us no did, tears. right? None of us, <laughs> no none of us said, there's no tears in Marwin Call. <laughs> there's no crying in Marwin. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to say it looked good, though. Okay. The, the, yeah. the mocap, like, like if it was a kid's movie, which is probably why some kids were there, Oh yeah. it would have looked great. The kids stayed quiet, which was weird. Kids, they, were, they, they didn't were captivated. understand what was happening. No, yeah. They don't understand Nazi torture and no. foot fetishism. <laughs> no. They're, Not yeah. yet. No. They understand more now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Uh, so I'm going to say mm, one and a half. One and a half. Oh. One and a half. Yeah, okay. All right. Your sweet husband, mm. Brother Nathan, what do you got going on? Well, okay. So like like I said, I can... <laughs> Story time. You know, like you can see the human interest. There it is, right in front of your, front of your screen. I think I think there, there, are, there is a movie here about this 
scenario where this guy was his life was taken from him and beaten i think there could be something real really interesting there and none of the beats like none of the quiet beats where they're trying to get you in in these in these little factors work nothing nothing worked there for me uh what we get is a movie that i don't know i don't know who it's for i mean the vets aren't going to be on your side because you got a ptsd story that involves a guy who you know, cross dresses and all, all those, all those other. The elements. veterinarians won't be on your side. The veterinarians the, won't the, be on your the side. The wolf puns. The hobby town people just won't be. On, no. You know, like the, I, I, I do feel like we should have maybe looked a little deeper into his, his, his disorder and being with him, and and maybe if you're not going to have him be a character, remove him even more. Have it be where it's mm. just like he's, he's, he's someone that the characters are projecting in on him or so, some, something where like his story Gump. is told through the women only. Because yeah. um, once you, once you, once you sit with him, man, he's a creep, you know? He's, yeah, I don't want to hang out Carell's with that Carell's been playing these creeps lately uh, <laughs> really well. Like, all you do is cut to him and he's like a kind of a, you know, a, a, a frog on a log. He's like, hey, he smiles. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I farted. <laughs> and, 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 and I like him, but I just, like, can he not find a role? A frog on a log. <laughs> can he not find a role where it's like, he, he hasn't been able to do the thing that, like, Robin Williams, you know, where it's sometimes he can gut punch you all of a sudden. He sure, has a sure. where he stops you dead. Carell hasn't had that for me yet. He there's a there's a real strong humanity there, but anyway, we got a weird duck movie here. I mean, I I do for the effects, where and where and and yeah, this collection of cast and crew that made this with such heart yeah. and passion, and it's like this this script, you know. Okay, yeah. I give it one bone. One bone. Okay, I give it one bone. One silver star. All right. Oh, Brother Lucas. Sweet, yeah. sweet yeah. Brother Lucas. Oh, yeah. Join me, Lucas. Shadow yeah, this, No, this, don't uh, listen to him. No, this, uh, I, uh... Don't listen to him. I really couldn't muster... You were in pain, I though. couldn't muster the open mind that I that I chanted up in the intro. I had to keep uh, hitting um, you and pointing up at the screen. I gotta, I gotta show hear, you... I gotta hear this Show you where Corral was. Because... Because this trailer... Hoagie's up there, cowboy. I saw the original trailer where they tried to market this as an outright comedy, which was oh. which was so bad I didn't finish the trailer. Mm. And then it was like a <laughs> month later, or two weeks later, they went... Oh, yes. Do do over, whoopsie, do over. Yep. This was the real trailer he meant to drop, and then more it, gumbo. And it, yeah, and then it more had gumbo. hashtag more gumbo. It, it had hashtag less comedy gumbo. and more gumbo. Hashtag no gumbo. I thought I heard you yelling for more gumbo. Not gumbo, no gumbo. No gumbo. Marwin. And so, well, yeah, when we walked into this. I thought it was fitting that the lost cell phone, you know, was like setting the tone. It was warning us. Yeah, it was a warning. Like, it was warning definitely a warning. They and left it on purpose to disrupt the movie yeah. <laughs> and say, "Get out of the theater." The previous show tomorrow. Enjoy your life. And so when it started, anymore. you know, I instantly was just like shocked. <laughs> at like how it did feel like a Toy Story movie, yes. you know. But then all of a sudden, yeah. Hey, wait a minute, like is he talking about like the high heels? Like right off the bat, like in that opening scene, like yeah, his, his character as a doll is wearing them, and like that's odd. And all of a sudden, you kind of go on this journey with this protagonist, who frankly, like I did not feel any sympathy for. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything made him special. Like I, I didn't understand like what it is about this guy and his story. You kind of would suspect maybe he's faking it to get girls. Yeah, like uh, that was the thing. That's the thing I kept thinking. I was like, if this yeah. wasn't a true story, I would call bullshit because like, 
like the the moral of the, the the story is like oh just get your ass beat bad enough and every girl will like throw themselves at you because yeah. like in every scene they're like all over him like they love all him. over him they love mm-hmm. it and i was thinking this just doesn't ring true to me like this just feels false on like every level and it just grossed me out that Zemeckis is so obsessed <laughs> with mocap that, like, after a certain oh, yeah. point with the violence, because, yeah, he gets away with so much because it is, like, the mocap. You know, it's what a cartoon. Rated, what it's not. was this movie? Was it? It's PG-13. PG-13, but, like, yeah, there, there were people reacting to a Nazi getting cut in half. People were going, oh, yeah. you know, they were, like, reacting as if it was real because. I think he's got mocap Schindler's List remake coming up. Oh, I think that's the next logical no, step no, after no. this. But this, yeah, wasn't, this is, this defies genre this is like not i mean it's supposed to be an inspirational drama supposed to be yeah but it's not dramatic and and yeah you're laughing at stuff you're not supposed to be laughing at so it's not there's a there's a robert palmer simply irresistible music video where they are killing nazis with machine guns so bad and it's crazy what are you supposed to feel during that and i just feel like it's (laughs) so great like i don't know what the joe public and i I felt like certain scenes genuinely if you squinted could be from like a serial killer movie yes where it's like the woman moves across the street yeah change the score and and this is a serial doll and he like puts her hair in a ponytail and he's like there isn't that better (laughs) yeah you usually do a serial killer there was a there was a De Palma movie. There was a De Palma movie that it's probably still parked in the uh, in development section of IMDb, but I think it was called The Toyer or something like that about a serial killer that collected women as toys, Oof. and that's what I kept thinking I feel of. Like there is but thirty movie. minutes in, I, I was tapped out. Like I lost, yeah. I lost my juice, and then like an hour in, I got psyched out because I lost track of time, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, maybe this is the end of the movie because he's going in, he's going oh. into. To give his speech. You got Creed 2 yeah. again. And, You're like, oh, yeah. Creed's already going to yeah. be Drago? <laughs> yeah. I, I just looked at you and I'm like, Lucas. <laughs> I know. Of course the judge is and, going to delay and, the and sentencing. And of course he runs out and I'm like, no, go back. He's, like, he's the Rocky. That's after the bloodbath in the courtroom, We have by a whole other hour to go and I don't need to see anymore. It's two solid hours. Because we saw enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we totally saw enough. So I got to go with Bishy. I got to give it a wolf. There's an extra spot of hate. I feel like there just, one, there's one just, stars in the weeds just here. because this is a concept. This, this was a concept that like should have been left alone. I think. I think I, I, I someday might visit the documentary, but yeah. like I feel give it, give it a little space from this. Yeah, I feel like it would have been better if the if 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 I, or look if I was going to make this movie as a narrative, I would make it like a horror movie, but with a twist in the sense that you you tell the story from Leslie Mann's point of view, mm-hmm. where you think she's going to get murdered, yes. but then the reveal <laughs> yes. is. Oh Very no! Nice. He's, he's really just got PTSD, and 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 he's sad, and then she like learns about it, and she helps him, and they, they become friends at the end. But like the way it is now, it is kind of taxi driverish. Like he could just eventually blow up someday, you know, because they see each other at the art gallery, but they don't say anything, and it just kind of has that weird. taxi driver ending vibe. I love your punch ups, Lu- Lucas. I yeah. love them always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, when and, she sees him again <clears throat> at, the, at the party at the end, and she doesn't oh. even go and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, it's, it's, it's in his mind, bizarre. right? It's in his mind, right? He's just done with it. Um, imagine being the real guy. Like, imagine if there was a movie called Bishki. You know, you know he's and off it, was, <laughs> it was just like, no way he's like sitting it was in there. It's like at the a mocap diarrhea disaster. He takes a picture of the screen. Uh, takes a picture, another picture of the screen. Like, how awful would that it. be? I mean, I would like this to be my life movie, but that's me. <laughs> what I kept thinking of about during this movie was Crispin Glover makes these experimental art films, largely with disabled people. The first movie is called What Is It? 
The second movie is called It Is Fine, Everything Is Fine. Mm -hmm. This movie reminds me of that one because he gave the writing reins over to this severely handicapped man who could barely speak. He's wheelchair bound. And he said, "What I love your thought process so much that whatever you write, I will film verbatim. Which is interesting, but he actually did it. And it turns out the guy's a big old creep. Because the movie's about a guy in a wheelchair, played by him, just obsessing over women with long hair. And he likes to run his wheelchair wheels over their necks and kill them. And the movie is a brutal, punishing exploration of that. I kept thinking about that. I'm like, this movie's one shade away from that. Everyone's exploiting this (laughs) guy. Just tweak it slightly, because Mm -hmm. it's got all the groundwork. That said, my jaw was on the floor this entire movie. I there was a brief point where I fell asleep. <laughs> no, but that's, no. Just, that's just because it's MacGuffin. New Year's Day, yeah. and I drank some MacGuffins, uh, no. Dan Aykroyd vodka. But it it couldn't. It, it was like five seconds. I was out, and then I realized. Refresh w- back wake in. the fuck up. Anytime a movie defies all <laughs> attempts to understand oh. it or contend with it i got to come up with a term for this, where the bone count is inflated just out of sheer awe and wonderment. <laughs> because that's what I'm going to do with this. I'm not going to give, give it a woof, although I think it's... A bone it's, boost? I think a bone boost. We'll figure it out. I don't think it's a woof. Uh, I was consistently entertained. I didn't know where it was going by a long shot. <sighs> I want to give it two and a half. I want, I, I'm saying I want to. Okay, okay. I'm saying I want to. My heart says two and a half, but my mouth's gonna say two bones for my win. Okay, okay, okay. That's two bones for one bone for each hour of the running time. <laughs> I enjoyed it immensely, and I can't wait to own it on Blu-ray. I want them to do a 3D conversion. <laughs> Just to add another dimension to it. It's it's definitely a bone for for uh, you know that second look where you're like, what is that? Yeah, I think <laughs> what and, came by us. And here? again, Bishki, I think in your heart you know it's not a wolf either. Once like, the pain fades there's away, some laughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll reassess later. Yeah, because yeah. there's 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 this is gonna stay in my memory. Yeah, so, th- we're gonna have PTSD about creep- this film <laughs> yeah, about yeah, PTSD. Creeps gonna yeah. stay in your memory. All right. Well, this Prius is fogged the fuck we're up. Fogging it up. Yeah. Or, we, we got to get out. We got to get out of here. But uh, go see Welcome to Marwin. Answer <laughs> take, that call. Answer the call. The Marwin call. Take all of this with a grain of salt and just, just walk into the theater. <laughs> just go there. You won't even remember why you're there. Just sit down and deal with it. Because it's, it's, a, it's a special time at the movies. And I am so proud that this is our first LodgeCast of the year. This year is going to be amazing. We're going to go on so many adventures. So thank you guys for heeding the call on New Year's ammo. Day. More ammo. More gumbo. No gumbo. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets. See gangsters roaming. And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets. See gangsters roaming. And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. The Nazi uh, morphs.